Hello everyone, it's Izzy. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm just going to let you know that my family's watching a movie right now. So if you hear them in the background or you hear laughing or loud noises, it's just them. The music I have on in the background is nine hertz. It's by let me check real quick for you. Healing Meditation. Yes. <laughs> so I have some Hertz music so I can block it out and you can have some cool vibes here. Now, why did I come on so late? Well, 2020 has been something for everybody. I understand, even for myself here. I haven't made a podcast since like, what, February? That's like a good 10 months. And now it's November. It's actually been over a year since I made my first podcast, which I think is kind of cool. But Thanksgiving's coming, so I thought I'd make something that kind of can update you and also be something where you can follow along if you need some gratitude, which I absolutely do, you know. I think everybody really needs to tap into gratitude right now, especially with all the hardships everyone has gone through. So why have I not been here? Well, first and foremost, I have not been here because I had quite the senior year. That's right. I am in the class of 2020. We did graduate. We did have a real ceremony, but by ceremony, it was streamed on YouTube, and we were able to actually come to the school ourselves. We had um, we had to actually pull in like these certain parking spots, and then we would slowly get to the circle drive at my school, which is like the front of my high school which is literally like the front of my high school. And then we would get out with our parents wearing masks and wait in line to walk across the stage. And uh, if you're curious about what my cap looked like, probably don't care. But if you do, it actually, I was going to make it look like my ancestors and spirit guides were looking down at me and angels. But actually what I did was I... The part where the tassel goes, I made, you know, the circle, that's where I made it look like I was walking across the stage in my gym. And then I have parts of my gym floor on there too. And then around it is the constellations in the sky. And I made a freaking galaxy and just used like white nail polish to make the constellations. It was so freaking cool. So yeah, that's what I did for my cap. But it was on YouTube. We walked across the stage with masks. There was no audience except on the stream. And we took pictures. And the cool thing about my graduation, I'll try to make this short because I understand it's kind of boring. The cool thing about my graduation was that we had a class picture. But, of course, no, we didn't sit together. But there's these photographers that have always filmed for our school that they hired to Photoshop ourselves in with our class. So we had a class photo that was Photoshopped with all of us together because after we walked off the stage to our left, there was bleachers open and they had our names. And I was on the first row um, on the last side on the right. And I'm just looking, I'm smiling and I look so good. I look so good. Everyone else looked good. It just looked real. So I'm really glad they were able to do that for us. But besides graduating high school, I'm a college student now, community college student. So I have that going on right now. I kind of have a break. So that's why I had my first job at a nursing home. Um, I quit that job. Can't say why. (laughs) But I had my first job. It was something. I kind of liked it, kind of didn't. And I learned about my work ethic. (laughs) I worked on my work ethic more and I've been tapping into a new channel, not your typical Syrian. And I'm filming a pick a card right now for wavy. So if you know, you are a subscriber to that channel, look forward to that video. And I'm going to make one for NCT dream, I believe. And then I'm going to look into birth charts because I'm an astrologer, (laughs) not certified. But I, I'm pretty good at astrology because it's literally one of my only habits. And I've been tapping into more spiritual stuff. And, yeah, so <laughs> looking forward to that. But what I came here for, 
it's five minutes into this, so I'm so glad you are sticking with me today. It's 6.44 right now, p.m. Would not get up this early until I get myself back on track. Um, some kind of negative news. I have COVID. And, but don't worry about me. Right now, I'm safe. I'm isolated from my fam and my family, if you didn't understand that. And I have been just tapping into my spirituality more. My symptoms are only um, low taste and low smell. At first, it was no taste and no smell, but now I'm kind of gaining it back and like a runny nose. I haven't had the worst symptoms, so I'm doing pretty well right now. And it's already been two weeks since I've had it. So now I'm not out of quarantine because I got it two weeks ago today. I didn't get tested two weeks ago today, so I have a couple more days and I should be out of quarantine. But just a quick thing, uh, make sure you're staying hydrated, make sure you're boosting your immune system, and really just keeping your body healthy. I think that's really what we need to be doing more and try to work out if possible. I'm trying to get that back. I haven't worked out for months, and now I'm going to do that again. Anyway, so my life has been flipped upside down. <laughs> I'm sure all of you have been too, but especially me because I just graduated. I have a new step in my life and here we are. So yeah, today I really didn't want to get into this, but I just wanted to explain why I haven't been around for a while. And here we are. So today's topic is not just about being grateful, but it's also about another big change I've had. So, and I'm sure a lot of you can probably relate to this change. So basically, in short, I have changed religions. And if you don't understand what I mean, like, girl has been a Christian her whole life. And if you are a Christian, I'm not saying your religion is horrible. No, I'm not. I'm just stating why I changed religions. Now, don't get me wrong. I didn't go from, like, Christian to Satanist. Like, if you're a Satanist, I respect you, too. But I'm not either one. I am and I am a not a Christian anymore, but now I am I don't know if there's a word for it, but I'm into spirituality, a spiritualist. I'm into spirituality. And I've been diving deep into you know how the world exists and I've been asking a lot of questions and spirituality seems to have more answers for me that I can resonate with. Now if you resonate with Christianity and you've been a Christian for years and years then you stay with that because you resonate with it, right? I don't resonate with it, so I have to, you know, not be stuck into something I don't like. Alrighty, so let me get into the basis of how this occurred. So it hit me on the night of the blue moon. It's also the time I left my job <laughs> or decided I wanted to, for real. So it hit me the night of the new moon, which was on Halloween this year, which everyone knows is October 31st. So be October 31st, 2020, I discovered that um, my religion was not Christianity. Okay, so first thing I want you to know about this is I go to a small church. They're very conservative people, nice but conservative. And basically in that church, right, everyone just is stuck on their own beliefs. My uncle's the preacher. He's a very conservative person. My values don't necessarily match his. So, of course, it's kind of hard to relate to his sermons. And he does bring in politics, which I think is unethical. And I'm sure there are some preachers that probably do the same, but I don't think all of them do that. Anyway, one since it was Halloween time, he did a sermon that was related to Halloween. So he was basically, in a way... In a way, I felt super attacked, and I know he wasn't aiming towards me, but he looked at me a lot, and it just made me, like, I don't know, just made me feel like I had an answer that I'd been looking for for a while, even though it was not the answer I wanted. So, especially because he's my uncle and I do love him, I just knew I had to leave the church. Now, what he did was, in his sermon, he talked about how um, <laughs> it's not okay to turn to psychics. Psychics are bad. You can't, 
predict the future, which I understand that third concept, but he was basically saying psychics only predict the future and that because they do that, they're terrible and all that and was basically bashing what I loved. You know, you guys, I love being psychic. I love astrology. I love tarot. You know, I love learning about esoteric topics like angels and tapping into my ancestors. In fact, guys, another update, I have actually made some altars for my ancestors and Aphrodite because I worship Aphrodite in a way. Because I have COVID, I'm not going to touch the altars until I'm better, but I have altars. I have altars and I'm tapping into my family because if you hear me kind of sound a bit Scottish, it's because I'm learning how to use the accent and I love it. And actually I have Scottish heritage too. Scottish heritage too. So yeah, it's kind of cool. Anyway, back to the religion aspect. <laughs> and it's 11 minutes. Love that. He was basically saying all that stuff. And then what really triggered me was when my uncle said that when you're, when someone dies, they're never around anymore. And you can't sense that, like, nothing. He literally said, once they're gone, they're gone. And that really hurt me because I knew that wasn't true. Uh, psychics know this. Mediums know this. Anyone that's spiritual and looks at information like that's spiritual knows. When someone dies, yes, physically, you don't see their body anymore, but their presence is still here. Their spirit is still around. And... What really made me, what really pissed me off was, you know, him saying that when someone you love dies, you'll never see them again because they're in heaven or you just won't see them again. He made it really more negative than most Christians like that I know of have. And it really hurt me because I knew that they were really around and I actually asked them for stuff all the time. In fact, I wrote my ancestors a letter, you know. If I didn't think they were around, why would I write them a letter and then have awesome dreams or just vivid dreams in general about what I asked for? So, and them sending me signs, which I will probably talk about soon. But I asked them for things and I know they're out there. So shout out to you ancestors. I love you so much and you are forever in my heart. Anyway, he, it just... It just hurts me, you know, just to have someone tell you, oh, the ones that you love are never around after they die. Like, of course they are. As a matter of fact, my grandma, who passed away 10 years ago, right before it was the 10-year mark for her, maybe just slightly after the 10-year mark, I was, I didn't ask her for anything. I was just chilling, you know, it was after I graduated, because she died May 7th of 2010, and this was, like, May 20-something or something like that, or in June, late, early June, or late May, so she had already hit the 10-year mark, and I just remember going to my grandma's house, my other grandma's house, my mom's side, because this grandma that passed away is on my dad's side, and we were watching a Hallmark show, and it was about a lady who, you know, finds the, her true love, but at a candy shop. And she basically just keeps this candy shop open because it's a tradition that her grandma made. And her grandma's name was Carol. And that was my grandma's name who passed away. She said, yeah, my grandma Carol made this. And actually, she said, yeah, these recipes are from my grandma Carol. And she just really kept talking about it. And, you know, when I think back, my grandma Carol actually loved cooking and baking. She did have her own recipe book that she gave to my family. So I knew that was from her. And her grandma, apparently, I saw a picture of her grandma on the show when her grandma had red hair. And so did my grandma, Carol. And it just really hit me because I was just like, oh, my gosh. And then earlier that day, I went to Michael's or some Hobby Lobby or something like that, a craft store. That's a, the names of the craft stores around where I live. Um, but basically, I went to a craft store. And it was with my mom and my sister, and we were looking through stuff. And I found this yellow candle, and I smelled it, and I remembered it kind of reminded me of my Grandma Carol's house. And 
I was like, oh my gosh, I have to get this. I'll use this for my own money. Mom's like, okay, fine. So I got this candle. It's called Springtime or Summertime in Paris, and it's yellow. It smells so good. It reminds me of my grandma's house. And I, actually, I smelled it before, like a couple times when we went to the store, like last year, and I said that too. I was like, oh, this smells like our house. And they're like, yeah, I guess it does. And then I finally got it this year. And and then that night after I watched the Hallmark show, I I was, you know, putting music on after, like before it went in my shower. And I just had this feeling to listen to Phil Collins, Don't Lose My Number. And it's a very good song, too. I love Phil Collins' music a lot more ever since this incident. 6.55 p.m. Are you crazy? Wow. Well, I asked, I was talking to her and I was like, oh my gosh, I know you're talking to me, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, if, if this is really from you, because I had my speaker on, okay? It wasn't just me playing it. I had a speaker on. I was like, if this is really you, Grandma, can you send me a sign? And the second after I said that, the, the freaking speaker turned off. It died. It turned off. I, tried, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, and that was, it hit me, you know, and I was actually crying in the shower, <laughs> listening to Phil Collins, and, and then that night, again, after that, I was shuffling my tarot cards, my, the cards, you know, you would use typically for, you know, poker, or playing a game like that. I was shuffling the cards and I got wands cards. Okay. Wands typically represent like fire signs and fire energy. And my grandma was a Leo. And I actually also shuffled um, traditional tarot cards. They're not really a real deck. It's more so some index cards that I, my friend cut out and put the pictures on for me. I got the strength card too. And if you guys know tarot, you know the strength card is Leo. So that really just shocked me and I put it on my story and and then later that night I'm not even kidding you after I posted that I was guided to listen to the song by Sony and Cher I got you babe and it had like 600 it had 6666 views and to me that means like love and balance and it's feminine and I knew that's from her because she liked Cher she liked all those different types of artists from the 70s. And I knew it was from her and she was protecting me. And she was basically saying, I got you, babe. And before that, I actually had, I had so much anxiety because, um, long story short, I basically hit my teacher's car a little bit. <laughs> but I won't get into details because everything's actually okay now. But I had a lot of anxiety because I was like, oh, my God, like, that's scary. And then she was, like, basically coming in and saying, like, hey, like, everything's fine. I'm here now. And for my uncle to actually say that ancestors don't help you like that, and I had a situation happen like this, it just didn't make sense. I knew I had to leave the religion. And another thing I want to add is I've also done my research. And... A lot of people, I just feel like with the Bible, there's so many things in there that just doesn't add up. I know that there actually are true events that have happened, but it's just the rest just doesn't add up to me. And so I was questioning it at the, like at the beginning of this year, and I got guided to listen to Dolores Cannon's videos about reincarnation, and then I found her series on Jesus and the Essenes, and I was like, ooh, this is kind of interesting. So I listened to it, and it made sense. Basically, we've been lied to. She basically helped me figure that out. Now, why do I trust her? Well, I've been questioning a lot of people and things. And, and I'm actually, I want you to question people too, because you can't just assume everything is like black and white concrete. There's always some gray material. And you need to look into that gray material a little deeper. And that's what spirituality offers. You know, that's another reason why I like it is because you can go as deep as you want. And there's always more to uncover. It's like an onion that never runs out of layers. And <laughs> kind of sounded Scottish there. Layers. <laughs> I love using that. But 
with Dolores Cannon, she has so many books. I haven't read them yet. I want to get one this year for Christmas or two <laughs> because I love them so much. But yeah, like, I am just so happy, you know. Anyway, long story short, I'm going to try to keep this short because I'm running out of minutes. Basically, Dolores has videos on Jesus and the Essenes. If you don't know Dolores, she is a hypnotherapist who basically helps people find their past lives by hypnotizing them and relaxing them. Now, she has a list of questions, but they are the questions the patient gives her. Okay, the client gives her these questions to ask about past lives. And she discovered that one of the patients that she's had, her clients, was a past life, had a past life where she was with Jesus. And she was a teacher in the Essenes. And you can look up these videos on YouTube because they're so interesting. They're like almost an hour long, but you can sit and watch them and binge them because they're so interesting and you just want to keep listening. So I highly recommend that you look them up on YouTube, Dolores Cannon, Jesus and the Essenes series. But basically in there, she sums it up and she says that in the fifth century, there was people changing the Bible and taking stuff out of it that was actually true, that the Essenes were part of. And it's just really cool because she also said Jesus did not look like what we think he looks like. She said that Jesus has red hair and blue eyes, and he doesn't have dark hair and dark eyes. And his cousin, John the Baptist, has bright, fiery red hair and blue eyes. Shocking. And you might be thinking, like, oh, you know, why would they have lighter features, you know, aren't they, weren't they born in an area where they had darker hair? Well, Dolores explains it and says that they have people, they had people before that had like red hair and blonde hair before the people had brown hair and black hair because the people with brown hair and black hair were actually way down in Southern Africa and then when they finally traveled north and, you know, people were, you know, hanging out with those people, eventually the genes didn't pass through people until several generations later. And she says this word for word pretty much. But anyway, back to why I don't agree with Christianity. Basically, Jesus, it leaves out the fact that Jesus, uh, you know, they basically claim that Jesus had all this knowledge right when he was born, when in fact, he didn't. He had to learn how to heal and how to cure people. And she says this in her video. Literally, I'm just look up her video. She says this. And she also says that with him, he was a very, very good learner. He was so amazing that he absorbed information really fast in what should take five years per subject. At the age of 13, he learned basically everything. And the last thing he needed to learn was how to raise the dead. And he actually was able to do that. Now, another lie the Bible has, though, is it claims that Jesus could heal anybody when the fact was he couldn't. He could heal everybody, yes, if he wanted to, but he had restrictions to who he could heal. He could only heal people if, it, if you know, what they were going through was not a part of their karma. And if it was a part of their karma, he helped reduce the pain, but that's all he could ever do. He couldn't just get rid of it for them because it wasn't written in their life plan. They came here to experience that pain. So that's another interesting fact. And another interesting fact that they leave out is that he had more women followers than men followers because women can relate to the intuitive side of his teachings and men couldn't. So, yeah, like, go women. Like, we rock. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's no one better than any other gender or whatever. Oh, my gosh. I'm just, I love talking about this. So, Another thing about Christianity that it doesn't talk about that really happened was Jesus would go on these trips to Europe and travel everywhere, really, where his uncle would 
and he would basically learn from all these wise teachers because, you know, he was a very smart and intelligent man, or should I say a team, because, you know, that's when he was really picking up information. And by the way, guys, the information he was learning wasn't your typical writing and math and whatever. He was learning from the Essenes and the Torah because he was so smart. And he was learning about astrology and things like that and esoteric topics. So, and how to cure and heal people. And he was basically in his teachings, when he grew up, in his teachings, he didn't want people to worship him like we do and praise him and be like, yes, Jesus, I love you, Jesus. Please save me, Jesus. Like, he really didn't want to create a system, but the church created it. All he wanted was for his teachings of love, his philosophy of love, that Dolores Cannon references, his philosophy of love to be spread everywhere because in Islam they had the philosophy of fear. And he created a new philosophy because he was so smart, the philosophy of love. And he wanted that to be spread instead of fear. And he worked with crystals. He worked with things like that. And that's what makes me so happy because it makes me feel validated knowing that this man was really more into spirituality than Christianity Yet people make him out to be more of a Christian when he didn't even develop the system of Christianity. He didn't develop it. He just, all he would do, he didn't even want to be a leader, guys. All he would really do was at this church, the first church in the world, which, by the way, I can reference that for you. It was in Glastonbury, England. So it's Glastonbury Abbey, if you look it up. The first church ever created in one of the first centuries Jesus came there and he taught, but he didn't control the situation. He literally, all it was was people discussing things. It was almost like they were making a podcast. You see, he wasn't overtaking the subject saying you have to believe in this and blah, blah, blah. He was letting other people talk about their experiences that related to the topic he was talking about. It was like a nice discussion. It wasn't a religion or anything like that. He just wanted people to understand that. But when he died course they changed that and that's something I don't think people really realize that he didn't want to be worshipped he didn't want people to think he's the savior he wanted people to maybe be like acknowledge him and understand he came up with some of the information but that was it you know he wanted people to learn how to heal themselves and be positive and boost their immune system basically all the teachings of spirituality are his teachings Yet people that are Christians don't understand that because they're so programmed to be like, oh, this is the only way, you know. And what's funny is they have a philosophy of turn the other cheek and they don't really seem to do that sometimes. So and another thing about my church is there's a lot of old people and me and my sister are the only like youth. So I just feel like I don't relate. I will still go there, but... Because, like I said, I can't leave my house because <laughs> I need to find a place to leave. But ultimately, I when I get the chance, I'm not staying a second longer in that church because I just don't believe in what they believe. And I respect them, but I told my mom about this, and she didn't respect me. My sister did because she's very open-minded, and I helped her be that way. But my mom didn't respect me for that, and it kind of hurt me. Because she was like, oh my god, don't you know what's real? I'm like, yeah, of course I do. That's why I'm not staying. But if you guys are struggling with leaving the church, just know that I'm here with you. And I'm only 18 years old. And I'm reliant on my parents. So I kind of have to <laughs> stay there for a bit. But just realize that when you find the right time, please leave. Please don't stay if you absolutely cannot stand it, cannot stay, because it just doesn't resonate with me anymore, and my soul knows it. I wrote a letter to the universe about this. I ranted, maybe write your feelings, because that really helped, and I'm going to make a second part to this in just a second. I'm over my time limit. All right, so this is my second part to this, because I've, like, recorded over the limit. This is going to be kind of longer, but you see my other episodes, we're good. So 
I just want to say, I feel like a lot of people in this world don't understand what the youth is going through and, you know, why we question stuff. Because when I question things, people kind of think I'm weird and it hurts me. But I also know that it's what makes me different. Like this year I've felt different. I've discovered so many things about myself and my life and it's crazy, you know, like, and especially with leaving a religion, right? Like you've had it, like I've been, I was like, the Christianity I was in, I wasn't like Catholic or anything. I was a, I was Pentecostal. So it wasn't like I had all these rules to follow and we only went to church on Sundays, but my mom still had meetings on Wednesdays and on some Wednesdays of a month. And, you know, with COVID, it's been even more limited. But my point is really discover why you don't resonate with certain religions. You know, with me, it was hard because if it's a part of you, forever and people are like oh yeah you're a christian like i accept you like it's a stereotype it's fucking stupid you know sorry for cussing but it it's it's stupid right <sighs> i wish that there was like a way i could take all the youth including myself and we could you know just automatically like just be accepted you know for being a different religion but of course that's impossible right parents you know family they they're like oh this is no this is you like you've been this way forever you have to stay this way but it's like you're growing up and you know you make the decisions now so it's up to you to find yourself and realize why you think that way why you think a certain way you know and it's hard but I mean hell like you gotta start somewhere right you gotta Fend for yourself and think for yourself because if other people are thinking for you, then what's the point? And, you know, so that's how I figured out I was a spiritual person. I still, okay, I still respect people who pray because technically in spirituality, we do pray. We may not pray to what people that are Christians pray to God, right? But we pray to angels, we pray to our ancestors, our family, we pray to our spirit guides, the universe, we pray to all of that. And if I'm missing something, there's more, there's more out there. I know that there's like fairies, I know that there's spirit animals, like we pray to those and gods and goddesses. Now with the gods and goddesses thing, I will say that I feel like they exist in a way because like spirit animals exist and it's like, ah, that's cool. My spirit animal is like the owl and the dragon. The dragon keeps coming at me. But, and the squirrel. <laughs> and the horse. But, like, when I was graduating, or right before I graduated, the deity of Aphrodite literally just came to me. Like, she basically was calling me to use her as a deity. And now I have Hermes trying to do that. Um which is really cool. But yeah, like I literally had like Aphrodite like call to me and be like, hey bitch, I want you to worship me. I'm like, oh my God, like, cause you see on here, I've talked about love and you know Aphrodite, what she's known for is love. And I've been trying to manifest the one person in my life that would be my forever, right? So I wrote to her and I wrote her a poem, I gave her chocolate and apples, and now I just give her water because I have, I'm busy, but I put, like, things she liked on it. Like, I put, like, one of my Goddess Girl series books, I put two of them on there, and it was her about her, Aphrodite. I put some crystals on there and just sunglasses, and I tried to make it, like, pinky and aqua-like because, you know, she was worn from sea foam, and the sea is kind of, like, where she's from, so I tried to include that, and I would play offerings I'd give to her, like, 
sweet things. She likes sweet things. And if you can give her wine, she'd love it. But of course, I can't drink wine, nor will I want to. I mean, I'd probably try it, but I'm not that enthused about it. Anyway, <laughs> I love her. And I would play songs from Savage Garden, like um, Truly Madly Deeply, and I Knew I Loved You. And she would really love the love songs I'd play for her. And literally, I would always play those songs because I felt so lonely in quarantine. I would play them to bring in my soulmate. Yes, I believe in soulmates. I know there's like Twin Flame too, but I really, I believe Twin Flames exist. But I'm not interested in being with mine because I know it's karmic. And I know with some of them can be karmic. And I know with a lot of Twin Flames, there's like the runner and the chaser vibe. And it's a lot. But back to religion, really. Back to religion. I don't want to offend anybody who believes in Twin Flames because, like I said, I believe in Twin Flames. But I don't really want to be with my Twin Flame. I'd rather be with a soulmate who is not going to be karmic, if that makes sense. But, um, yeah, I've been discovering more about what I really want and with my spirituality, with Christianity, another thing <laughs> is reincarnation. They don't believe in that. They just think when you die, you go to heaven. And what I found out with Dolores Cannon is, you know, you don't just go to heaven. And Dolores even talked about how boring that would sound, because if you go to heaven, she even said pretty much. That wouldn't it be boring just to see someone play a harp on a cloud and wouldn't it be boring just to sit on a cloud and not be happy? Like, no, like when we die, she's hypnotized people before. So she knows the process because she's done this to several, maybe even thousands of people. Basically, when you die, you have to cross the veil. And the reason you don't believe like, or not believe, but basically the reason why you forget your purpose here is because you came to experience this life beyond the veil, okay? Beyond it. So, when you experience beyond the veil, you forget everything. The veil is where you remember everything. The veil is so thin, like, you guys... When you're, what you don't realize, I'm sorry, I'm just talking over myself. What you don't realize is when you're born, you still are behind the veil, which means you know everything. You have a plan, you're like, yes, I'm going to do this. The second you're out of your mom, okay, you forget everything because you're already in this world. It's a hard concept, but the tree of life concept is the only concept I can give you, right? Like, as above, so below, and as within, so, so without, like... It's just, like, crazy. But with reincarnation, right, I'm going all over. I'm going all over the place. What was I going to say? Yes, when you die, you go past the veil again. You remember everything. You have a life review, and you don't go to heaven. Also, good news is, there is no hell. You're not being judged. Source, a.k.a. the universe, a.k.a. God, Whatever you want to call it, it's not just a female or a male. It's literally no gender. It's literally just energy. And it's so vast. You know, that's why there is no gender to give it. Because it's so vast, so powerful, that you give information to Source. Because you came here to experience Earth and give information about Earth in each life that you live. And each life is different, you know. But it can be the same if you don't learn the lesson you came to learn. So you experience it again and again. And you're like, oh, yeah, I know this. And then you learn a new lesson. And <laughs> when you're ready, of course, you decide. You have the free will to choose to come here, too. You volunteer. And that's why you have, like, the three waves of volunteers. That's also a Dolores Cannon book. But I just love this. There, I can go so deep. And I will try to not spoil too much. Basically, when you die and you pass through the veil, you go, you don't go to purgatory, honey. No, you are waiting in this line. And in this line is a bunch of other people ahead of you that died just before you did. And yeah, 
and you're cleansing your energy from the world. And what you do is you wait, and then once it's your turn, you enter this room, and it has this rainbow light, and it cleanses your energy, and you become, you know, more supernatural again, and less human. And you do a life review with the elders. That is the only judgment you ever get. And you just look through every single moment of your life and you see the perspective of every single person you've ever encountered, what they thought of you. Even if it was bad, you just watch it all, all of it. And then you decide if you learned your lesson or if you need a new lesson or what. And it's so interesting. And then you figure out your new life and you get the plan together. But of course, your plan can be the same as someone else's plan. And that's why it's difficult living here because other people want to do what you're trying to do sometimes. And you're like, oh, this is my plan, not your plan. And yeah, welcome to the world. <laughs> it can be challenging, but it's worth it. And basically, when reincarnation comes in, it's when you decide, okay, I want this new life. And you go in and you just, we go. Like I said, Dolores has so much information. You should check out her YouTube channel because, or just any videos where she's talking about these esoteric subjects because she has so much information. And yeah, that's where I kind of want to end this. But if you were listening in, um, I'm going to shuffle a card and I'm going to tell you some energy because I love tarot. And I'm going to use my new deck as well to clarify. And I'm going to call upon my uncle because he gave me this poker deck. And I'm going to ask him to guide us today. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, Uncle Dale, please come through this deck. Please give me and the viewers, listeners, I should say, information. What should we know right now? Thought I saw it. Uncle Dale, what information? What information should the listeners and I know today, Uncle Dale? Hey, found it. Oh, okay. Seven of Wands. Back to the deck, the Fool. So before I shuffle my new deck that I got, which by the way, the new deck is the Work Your Light Oracle deck by Rebecca Campbell. The Seven of Wands is about defeat it's when you feel so like broken you're just like oh my god like what's the next step it's also fire energy like you feel like you need you almost feel like you need more energy in a way if you're a fire sign this is a confirmation that this is for you if you're not a fire sign then maybe you're very fiery in nature you're outgoing in nature or you just have a lot of energy and you just love to accomplish a lot if that sounds like you, this is probably for you. Either way, you're listening to this, so it's probably meant for you somehow. But the seven is a spiritual number because we have the seven of wands, remember. So if you were born on the seventh, born in July, maybe you're a Libra. You got Libra energy too. Um, Maybe you're a bit of a romantic. I don't know. Uh, I'm relating so much to this. Or maybe if you're into astrology and you look up your birth chart, Look at your seventh house or look at your Venus, your Venus sign. Okay. Look at that. And then maybe see if something's hitting home. But it's telling me here with this, with the seven of wands, maybe your energy right now needs a little bit of a different focus. And that's why we have the fool as the back of deck energy here. Yes. And it's behind the six of swords. So the fool is like air sign energy. It's Aquarius. So you might have Aquarius or maybe 11th house vibes. Check your 11th house in your birth chart. You can do it for free by looking up your birth chart. But the fool is a new beginning. So you want this new beginning. You have this new youthful energy. You're ready to take a leap of faith. But something's stopping you. Seven of um, wands is like you like fighting the battle. But it's basically saying you got to keep going. You got to figure out that there's more beyond this, that if you keep going, then this energy will dissipate, you know, this energy will dissipate. And then um, something better will come. 
Okay, can we get a, one last message and then I'll use my new deck? Oop, I saw it. Okay, so, all right. The Ten of Pentacles. So you guys can be an Earth sign, um, a Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn. Or you could have a lot of Capricorn-like energy because this is the 10. The number 10 is a completion. So the number 10 deals with Capricorn because it's the 10th sign. That's also why the number 7 dealt with Libra because it's the 7th sign. The number 10 specific, it deals with you having everything. Okay. Have everything you need. And with the Ten of Pentacles here, okay? Know that your family life needs attention right now because the Ten of Pentacles is about the family. It's about um, your money. It's basically a sign that if you guys keep moving forward, this fortune is meant for you. You're meant to have a lot of abundance, whether it be happiness abundance, money abundance, um, a great family life in abundance, you know, something like that, a great romantic life, but this mostly leads to money and family. So you're going to have a great job. Um, but it's basically saying, you know, keep working hard, have that Capricorn like stride. Capricorns are known for being ambitious and hardworking. So it makes sense that the seven of wands came through because it's also the same energy. And then for the back of the deck, we have the ace of swords in reverse. So you could be an air sign too. Libra, Gemini, Aquarius. But the Ace of Air or the Ace of Swords in reverse is basically you feeling like there's more to the story that you don't know about this success you could have behind here, the Queen of Pentacles. Yeah, so with the Queen of Pentacles, Earth sign energy again, but it's like a feeling that, you know, you don't know how to finally be your best wifey material, husband material. You don't know how to reach them. Or you don't know who they are or it's something like that like with the queen of pentacles it's also about someone who's very stable you don't know how to reach that and it's basically saying you will but maybe try some other new way to attain it now lastly i'm going to get into my new deck which is the work your light oracle deck okay it's beautiful it's by rebecca campbell i think her artwork who okay sorry the artwork is by danielle noel danielle noel so rebecca campbell's cards is what i'm talking about are beautiful um the meanings are beautiful but the artwork is even better too all right so i'm gonna put this onto my heart and i'm gonna ask some questions for you so spirit give me a question i mean answer a question i have what are the viewers of this podcast what do they need to know what do I need to know? What do we both need to know? That was very quick. So we have take a break. A life's work, not a season. Get off the treadmill. And the back of the deck is boundaries. Where do you need to establish better boundaries? All right. So in both cards, there's like this woman. And in both cards, there's a woman and her arms are wide open. Um. So I think what that means is you need to have more of an open mind and to focus on other things because I see here with the boundaries, you know, all these people have their hands reaching out toward this woman, but she has her arms sticking out, you know, kind of making a shield where they can't get to her. So what that tells me about you is with take a break included with that, is that you need to not give your energy to things that aren't worth your time. Um, for me, what I see is I need to not focus so much on my manifestations and let them go. And I just heard a teapot, so confirm. Um, but yeah, like this mean that can mean the same for you, like letting go of a manifestation or maybe, you know, if people are like bothering you, and maybe invading your privacy, it feels like. Maybe um, and go inward, you know. Meditate, write, journal about your feelings. Take time out for you and set up better boundaries. What's behind boundaries? We have yes, yes, something I'm saying is right. But also have more optimism and try not to close too many people off. And by take a break, I think it also means, you know, maybe chit-chat. 
if you're not more of a chit-chatty person like me. And one last card, please, universe. What do the viewers need to know? Sorry if this is annoying, but I love shuffling. What do the viewers need to know right now? Any other cards? Anything else, universe? Okay, we got two cards here. We have Unbound and Star Mother. In the back of the deck is Align Your Life. So this is very powerful. So first, let's read Star Mother. It's got Mother Mary on it. It says, how can you mother yourself? And then the second, Unbound, releasing soul patterns, contracts, and past lives. And the cards kind of have the same gray energy in them. So, yeah, like, literally this all makes sense. Like, focus on yourself and also release anything that hurts you. And by release, it can mean anything like writing, crying, anything. And you have aligned your life. What is not aligned or needs to change. So figure out what needs to change. And it says behind that card is the initiation, right of passage crossing the threshold. So there's all this gray energy in blue. Maybe listen to Blue and Gray by BTS because that song just came out and it's fucking beautiful. But yeah, all this gray and blue energy. So you have a weak throat chakra is what that's telling me. It's kind of fading. But there's also hints of pink because this is a very beautiful deck. So that tells me your heart chakra is trying to help balance that out because I see like green and pink. Yeah, and your crown is purple. So there's like lightning on the initiation card. And there's a snake on it. I never saw the snake. So basically, it's definitely telling me that you need to heal something in order to start something new. The initiation is like starting something new and just going for it. But you have to unbound yourself. And by unbound, it's saying release quite literally. So for that, I would say you would need to distract yourself in some way. Not ignore the situation. But distract yourself from manifestations, from hurts, you know, put on some music, write about it, even if it's embarrassing and you feel kind of guilty, like no one, just make sure no one else reads it and burn it later or put water on it so it fades and just focus on taking care of you because that's really what the universe is emphasizing. All right. So thank you guys for tuning in. I know this is a really long podcast, but I had so much to share. And I'm going to leave you with this affirmation of gratitude. So take a deep breath with me. And let it go. Now say these words. It's a really short affirmation, I promise. I am grateful. I am grateful. I am talented. I am talented. I am unique. I am unique. I am special. I am special. And one last thing. I change the world. I change the world. All right. Thank you, guys. I hope you enjoyed the little gratitude session. Thanksgiving is coming up in just a few days. I might make a new episode this weekend. So, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you enjoy this. This is Izzy signing off. Annyeong. Bye. Adios. Au revoir.